Welcome back to College Basketball Realm. I'm Andrew. And I'm Blake. Uh, before we start, I wanted to give a little shout out and thanks to our producer, Jimmy O'Brien, for setting up all of our social media's websites and our basically our whole setup for our podcast. Um, really means a lot, so it's our only way that we can get started. Yep, that was good. So now let's jump right into um, the conference standings. Let's go to the SAC. Uh, you know, SEC now, we have Tennessee since they lost to Kentucky. Big one there. Yeah, now they're tied with LSU for first place. And, you know, Kentucky's only one game back. And if this has anything to do with March Madness, you know, Kentucky's going to have a lot of momentum and, you know, be in consideration for a one seed for sure. They could, yeah. So you're saying that Kentucky could beat out Tennessee for a one seed. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, Kentucky's had a bunch of big wins this year now and, you know, Tennessee not so much, so... I think Kentucky can now take over as a one seed. Yeah, they're ten and two in the conference, twenty one and four overall. They've got some one loss at home, one loss away. So we'll see what happens with them. To Tennessee, though, very dominant team. Just maybe you think it was a fluke loss, or you think that was they could have played better. Uh, I think I think that was um, they just need to play better. You know, let's let's talk about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kentucky maintained control throughout the entire game. Yeah, they were they very were the aggressor on that. They won every 50-50 ball. Yeah, there was just a moment when Keldon Johnson from Kentucky hit three straight threes in the beginning of the game and won an 11-0 run by himself. Yeah, that really set the tone for the game. That really did. And then P.J. Washington also had 23, and every time he got the ball into the paint, he was not double-teamed, which was bad on Tennessee's part because once he gets in that paint, you got to drop a guy down to, to double-team that man because he's going to score every time if you don't. Yeah, and that's why I think Tennessee's loss was not a fluke and why it was just, you know, uh, bad defense on their part. It's just a bad game overall for Tennessee. It's a bad look for when they go into March Madness. You know, Tennessee was one of the top 50 teams in defensive efficiency, and, you know, they were just lost out there. It's pretty shocking to see the Vols struggle on defense and miss some of the key defensive matchups. Yeah, you don't usually don't see that this season. They were usually right on top of that, and this was this was a, surpri- a surprising game to me for the Vols yeah. team. Yeah, so overall, I definitely think Kentucky, um, after that big loss at the beginning of the year against Duke, um, losing by as many, I think it was like 30 almost, um, you know, I definitely think they've improved. They've changed up their style. They're more aggressive. They don't look like a young team, even though they are. Definitely. definitely think they could be a one seed coming yeah. into March that'd be, that'd be pretty big in the SEC to shake that up right at the end of yeah, the season. They're a team to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to uh, Louisville versus Clemson. You know, that was a, another, another, good game. Yeah. another good game. And what a rough week for Clemson. Yeah. Um, as you know, they had a Zach Johnson from Miami hit a game winner. Yeah. Um, a little step back mid-range shot. Nice shot by Zach. And the next game, you know, uh, Arid hits a three and just about five seconds left. He, they get the ball back and he gets blocked. Yeah. And that really blows. But good job to Louisville for not blowing a, another lead. So you think Clemson in or out right now in the tournament? They're out. out. They, just, they just dropped two. They went, I think they were 16-8. and eight. Now they're 16-10, and 10, and that's a that's a bad look. Yeah, they, they might be on the bubble still. We'll see what we'll see what they think about Clemson team coming to Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now uh, that Duke game, NC State. Duke, uh, NC State, yeah. R.J. Barrett, triple-double. Uh, I believe he was the fourth Duke player to ever drop a triple-double. And Zion with thirty two. How are you supposed to beat that? I mean, it's it's almost every night with him. You just you just come to expect that from Zion Williamson now, of his his just great ability, off uh both on the ball and off the ball, reading the plays, 
he's looking like a great player, a better player every game he goes out there. Yeah, and I mean, like if you're if you're an NBA team right now and you're and you're looking who to take number one, if you're one of those uh, teams that could be top three, like the Suns, Cavs, you know, Bulls, you're wondering who you take. You know, yeah. R.J. Barrett's dropped a triple double and Zion had 32. It's it's like who it's... do you want on your team? It's really just coming down to who gets the first pick, I feel like, because I think the first overall pick is going to be Zion, and it's just because he's just he's a freak of nature if you just look at his body type and what he can do on the court. Just he can do everything that you'd want in an NBA player. He can he can shoot, he can drive, he can block, he can play lockdown defense. He is the guy that you'd want to start off an NBA team, just like you know how the Cleveland Cavaliers don't have that leader what they're looking for right now they drafted sexton but he's not turned out to be amazing right now they need a player like zion to take over the team like lebron did when he was drafted for them yeah he's a turnaround franchise player yeah these duke with at least you know possibly um three top five guys going in the draft um, i could see that yeah i could definitely see that you know now they're 11 and 1 in conference play they're a whole nother game ahead of uh virginia you know, they're looking real good going to the tournament. Like I said last time in the last podcast, you know, they're definitely a one seed, definitely a Final Four team. Yep, I still think that too. And now the question remains, are they going to be the the number one team in the nation? They definitely could after that Tennessee loss. They could they could jump over Tennessee right now, and I think they will jump over Tennessee to be the number one team in the nation I agree. right now. I think that, you know, after beating Virginia last time, that they should have been. Um you know, Virginia is not an easy team to beat, and Virginia's only two losses are Duke. You know, yeah. Duke's resume is through the roof right now, and they got all the keys to really push, make a big push in uh, in March Madness. Yep, they ha- they do have some big games still left to play, though. They have Virginia Tech at Duke, and then they also have the two UNC games, which are mm-hmm. always be fun to watch. So they still have some big games to prove that they can stay that number one seed. Yes, and uh, our next podcast on Wednesday, we'll have an in-depth analysis on that Duke and UNC game on like the keys to who's going to win uh, and what team, what each team needs to do um, to beat the other. Uh, so now uh, you're one and zero on predictions with that. Yeah, I like that Kentucky, Kentucky call. Kentucky call, yeah. Uh, but the difference is a little off, you know. They yeah, ended up winning by. Thought it'd be a little closer than that. Nobody yeah, saw that coming. Um, seemed like you know. Tennessee looked lost in the second half. They did. They definitely did. They got tired quick, and, you know, Kentucky looked like they wanted it way more out there. So, yeah. want to know. And now we're going to go on to our next big game. And today, that is Virginia Tech at Virginia. And uh, I think this is a pretty easy pick to go with um, Virginia. Yeah, definitely staying with Virginia here. They got the home court advantage, too. It's just, it's going to be a very, very hard upset if Virginia Tech wants to take this game. So, I, I still have Virginia, yes. Oh, it, it's actually uh, uh, Virginia at Virginia Tech. Oh, it is at Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah, it's, okay. but regardless, um, this is the second meeting of the year. You know, Kyle Guy on Virginia, he, he's been there for four years now, he's a senior, and he's he dominates every game. He's going to make yeah. every game close. He's going to heat up like he did in that UNC game, hitting two clutch threes. Uh, I see this as an easy win for Virginia, possibly by uh, 15 points. Yeah, especially with the Virginia defense coming into this game as the top-ranked scoring defense in the country. They're only allowing 54.1 points per game, which is it's going to be very hard for Virginia Tech to get over that amount just of how stellar this defense has been playing lately. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to 
is not going to give all the props to uh, Virginia right now. Virginia Tech, I mean, I think they've had an excellent season. You know, they've uh, they started off. They're they're ranked twenty two. They're twenty and five, which is not bad. I did not think that they were going to be a team that would have twenty wins at this point. You know. Yeah, they, they they definitely could pull the upset here. They're they're twelve and one on their home floor right now. They only lost to Louisville, which is a big a good team. Yeah, a really good team. And let's not just talk about Virginia's defense here. The Hokies' defense are also seventh in the nation in scoring defense, only allowing sixty points per game. Yeah, and they uh, they held NC State at NC State to twenty four points mm-hmm. in forty eight minutes of play. You know, so Virginia yeah. Tech. Um, you know, come March Madness, you're if you're looking at your bracket and you see Virginia Tech, you know, I would I would be wanting to take them because you know a lot of these teams that could score in the regular season in conference play that all goes away comes March Madness. You know, it really sticks. I think is defense. Yeah, definitely, and they also they also have some good players out there too. They have uh, Nick Nicole Alexander Walker, who's averaging over about seventeen points a game. Yeah, he's a lottery pick. Yeah, and then uh, their senior guard also Ty Outlaw who's just been a very good defensive player and averaging about 10 points per game also. Yeah, but yet again, you know, Virginia, tough team. You know, had a lot of guys on that team that want to win. They want to do better. Um, I think they, I think Virginia um, ends out the season. You know, they got they got two more games at Louisville. I think they win both games and they finish out the season with um, only two losses. Yeah, I can see that also. Seed. You know, really good team this year. Um, I hope they do. Hope they do on the tournament. I feel bad for them. For you know, now people are going to be a little hesitant if they're a one seed going against a sixteen seed. Yeah. Come with looking at their brackets. I think they'll play a little better than they did last year in the tournament. I absolutely though. do. I, I think that as well. I think you know, there's no way that ever happens again. So. I would never say never though with sixteen. I, yeah, I guess we have to you say never, that. Now. You can never say that now. Yeah. Um, I don't think the the AP top twenty five is gonna shape as much. You know, I, I think Tennessee. I think they're only gonna go down maybe three, maybe four. You think Gonzaga is gonna be ahead of Tennessee? Yeah, I th- you know I think because um, th- either Virginia is gonna move up to three and Tennessee goes down to four because Virginia had that um, UNC victory, and then you know if they win today, that's gonna be uh, two wins against two uh, top twenty five ranked opponents. You know, I, I think. Um, Virginia deserves to be at least top three, and Tennessee will probably drop down to four. But you know, uh, I don't think I don't think they should um, diss Tennessee as as much. You yeah, know, I don't I don't believe that they should drop them all the way down to five or six. I think they're still a you know top top four team. In the yeah, country. I agree with that too. I don't think they're gonna fall that much. I think Duke will stay at number one. Gonzaga probably go to two. Virginia at three, and then I see Tennessee at four, and then everything probably will stay the same in the in the rest of it. Maybe a few little jumps and leaps there, but nothing huge. Yeah, so we had a uh, a Villanova at St. John's game in the Madison Square Garden where I was watching this game yesterday, and, you know, St. John's just, just looked so good against a Villanova team that I praised last podcast of being a, a possible Final Four team. You know, and St. John's was on this team that was on the bubble. You know, they're 19-7. and seven. The third in the Big East behind uh, Villanova, and, you know, St. John's looked really, really good. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. Their their guard, LJ Figueroa, with 22 points and 12 rebounds, a big double-double coming from uh, to help them get past Villanova, yeah. especially. Yeah, they uh, he, he had that technical foul in the first half, and then, you mm-hmm. know, um, whoever hit that, that the three-fourths of the, of the length shot at the buzzer, he banked it in. You know, they were down 
13, 14, and he hits that shot. I think that was just a spark because they went seven and nine um, from downtown to start the the, the second half. Yeah, they came out swinging. They came out and you know, uh, St. John's won that second half, forty five to twenty eight. Um, I think that I think that shows a lot of you know guts and and that's a lot of hard work for St. John's to do that. And that's another team where if you're looking at them during March Madness and you know they're they're on the bracket. I, I would pick them over pretty much whoever they face. I think they're just one of those teams that's going to put it all out every single night. You know, they got one of the loudest crowds in the, you know, entire um, you think uh, Do you think Villanova's going to drop a lot because of this loss? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, it's kind of hard to win at Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah. But, you know, Vill- Villanova just got shook. You know, that they just they got hit and they weren't able to get back up. Um, but... Yeah, St. John's, that's a really good victory for them. I think that guarantees them, you know, a spot in the bracket, yeah, in my thing. opinion. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun to see all, how all these bubble teams are going to play at the end of the year, trying to fight to show that they have earned a spot in the tournament. Uh, another bubble team, um, Ohio State versus Michigan State yesterday. Um, the game was down to the – it was really close – for a majority of the game with, I believe, eight minutes left. It was tied, I believe, or, or, or Ohio State was up one. And then, you know, it just went downhill from there for Ohio State. It did. Uh, they just couldn't get any anything to work, you know, turnover, turnover, and Michigan State was just hitting from all cylinders. And that was, that was a key game for Ohio State. I said that's in the last podcast, you know, Ohio State wins that. They got a guaranteed ticket to the tournament, you know, also based on how they do in – in the conference tournament, but you know, that's a big loss. That puts them down to eighth in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's a it was a big one that they really needed to have. It just they looked great coming out. They stayed with them every step. It was tied at halftime. It was it was down to the wire. Just couldn't finish it out. Thirty they were outscored thirty seven to thirteen in the second half. Like you that can't happen going against a Michigan State team like that. They have to be they gotta be consistently pounding the ball against Michigan State, and that's not what they did in the yeah. second half. Yeah, Michigan State's one of those teams where you could not, cannot relax against. You know, just because Michigan State wasn't hitting their shots early does not mean they will not start clicking in the second half. And you know they did, and Ohio State paid the price for that. Yeah, they definitely did pay the price. Yeah. Um, uh, back with uh, so we, last podcast we we're talking about these AAC teams. You know, they don't get a lot of uh, press, but. Um, we had a big game, Cincinnati, Wichita State. Wichita State always a team that does well in the bracket. You know, they're 12-12. Looks like it's not going to be in their season, but Cincinnati now 21-4, second in the ACC. I think that's a guaranteed bracket team. Yeah, I also believe that, too. I think they made it. And then, you know, Houston, number nine, dominates Tulane by 35. Yeah, they were. that was a very impressive win, but Tulane... Not a great team overall. 0-12 in the conference, 4-20 yeah, overall. One of those teams, you know, you'll rarely see them come March Madness time. Yeah, so you, um, you'd you expect Houston to do that to them. Yeah, um, so if we look into, uh, you know, other than today we only have uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. That's at 7. Um, not a lot of other big games, you know, because West Virginia and Kent, uh, Kansas State is facing West Virginia. West Virginia fell off this year, you know, being ranked – High in the beginning of the year, they just fell off, um, you know. Yeah, they did really hit a road bump and have not come up from that yet. Yeah, they're, they're 10 and 15 now, and they were a team that people were thinking that they would be as high as an Elite Eight team, and, you know, they just they pretty much blew it. But Kansas State, you know, 
that was not a team I was expecting. They're first in the Big Twelve. They are. They are. It is a. It was been a great run for Kansas State, and they got just got to keep it going against the Mountaineers tonight, and we'll see what they can do. Yeah, I mean they they've just came off a loss against you know Iowa State, but they had a bunch of good wins against Kansas, Oklahoma State, Baylor. All these teams are doing really really well, and you know. Uh, props to them. I uh, I really like their team. They're fun to watch. Yeah, um, they are. Yeah, yeah it's been, that was their first Big Twelve loss since January. Kansas State's. Yeah, that's a uh, a really good team to. Uh, yeah, they had a nine game conference winning streak before that loss to Iowa State on Saturday. Uh, February nineteenth games we have um, the only pretty much big one is Maryland Iowa twenty four Maryland versus Iowa and. Maryland's got, um, they got uh, Bruno Fernando on their team. That 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 um, freshman, you know, he's definitely a lottery draft pick. Definitely, 100%. Uh, who do you take in this game? I think I'm going to take Iowa in this game just because of how some big wins that they've had this season, like against Michigan. At home, they're 13-2 and overall. They have a pretty dominant home record, and I don't see Maryland taking out Iowa in this game. Yeah, I'm gonna have to dis. I, I'm gonna have to disagree. I think uh, Maryland's gonna uh, beat Iowa 100 percent because um, you know they got Bruno Fernando on their team, and you know he's he's one of those freshmen where like I I look at him he's he's like um, Anton on the Suns, and he's just a dominant center, and I think you know he gets in the paint, um, he's gonna score every single time. He's gonna be a shot blocker. Uh, Maryland's a team I like to uh, be a. Um, maybe a Sweet 16 team come March Madness time. So I'm going to have to go with Maryland. And, yeah, I, I think they're going to take that game by um, 10 points. Oh, wow. So it's not yeah. going to be a very close game. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my Iowa team, and I think they're going to win. It's going to be a close game. I'm going to go six points. It's going to be a six-point six win point for win. Iowa right. over Maryland. Um, yeah, so we're going to see who... Um, if I could come back in these standings, um, you know I'm down one zero because he had that Kentucky um, over Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, over Tennessee call, which is a good call. But um, what to look forward to coming up? We got North Carolina at Duke, number eight versus number two. Um, that should be a fun game. Next podcast, that's what we will be talking about. That's gonna be our focal point. Uh, it's just one. It's probably the biggest game of the year in terms of college basketball, and it's gonna affect the ACC by a lot, and it's gonna help um, us really determine on what kind of team UNC is, what kind of team Duke is. If Duke's gonna continue to dominate, if UNC is gonna get a surprise victory against Duke, and uh, where where we're gonna put them come March Madness time. Yeah, it's gonna be a very fun week of college basketball coming up, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, uh, that has been our second podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow the Twitter at College Realm to stay up to date on what we are doing on our schedule and also on some big games we'll be tweeting about too. And don't forget to check out our website, cbrpodcast.com. The link is in our Twitter. Just a reminder that our podcasts are every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Um, I'm Andrew Smith. I'm Blake Loja. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been College Basketball Realm.